and welcome to Hitting Play, the podcast where we review, analyze, and discuss shows, movies, and other curiosities. I am Scott, and joining me this week is a very special guest. He is a dancer, a teacher, a manager in the music biz, and a member of the 90s hip-hop group Marky Mark in the Funky Bunch. Scott Ross, a.k.a. Scotty G, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Scott. Thank you for having me, man. My pleasure, bro. This is very exciting. Yes, it is. Very much so. Now, uh, now you and I briefly worked together, and uh, you, during this time, you casually mentioned your involvement with music and dance, and how you manage some bands, and then you just happened to drop this bombshell on us. Oh, you know, I'm, a, I'm an original member of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, and uh, so I was like, all right, we have to talk about this on the show sometime, so I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Yes, I, and the funny thing is, I don't... I kind of just keep it under wraps a little bit because, you know, when I, when I just am in that regular mode, you know, I, I, I tend to not, you know, if people might think it's bragging, and you know what I'm saying? So I kind of don't say anything mm -hmm. because Mark is such a huge star right now, you know? So yeah. I kind of don't say too much about it, you know what I mean? But in the same interim, I, I want to say, I want to tell people the experiences that we had being with Mark. And it's like life changing, and I've seen things as far as exciting things in the in the four or five year tour run we did, mm -hmm. and it, it was just a time in my life where it was just awesome, which catapulted me into management, into record label stuff, and I stayed there ever since. So that's awesome. No, and, and it didn't come off as a brag at all, but it was like, oh, why didn't you tell us that sooner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it led into me saying, oh yeah, you know, I also did this. And it was like, and you know, <laughs> everyone was like, really? <laughs> so, in a sense, you know, it's cool about it because it's when I speak to Mark, you know, and I, you know, everyone says, Mark, you know, help you with using it. And then I'm like, well, not really, because I think when we talk about things, we talk about what we did before, we talk about what he's doing, and he asks me what I'm doing, and he kind of like, if I ask him to help me out with things, he would. But in the same token, I kind of like to do things on my own, and if I ever needed to, to use that. I would do it. Yeah. But, like, you know, I, I just tend to kind of just focus on doing what I'm doing right now and stuff like that. But I'll tell you, man, Mark's just been keeping everybody relevant as far as us as a funky bunch. If he wasn't doing what he's doing, I don't think we'd be on anyone's tongue right now. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I hats off to Mo D for doing that. Now, we got to start at the beginning here. You guys were a worldwide phenomenon. And uh, so, how did you get your start? Uh, in this business, and and how did the how did Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch actually uh, form? Was it late eighties, early nineties? It was late eighty. It was like eighty nine. Yeah, eighty nine. We were basically me and Andy Thomas and Hector Barrows and Terry Yancey, original members of the Funky Bunch. Actually, without Terry, we, me, Hector, and Andy were in a singing group before that. So we were always performing in and out of Boston. So Andy had a relationship with one of the new kids on the block, uh, Donnie Wahlberg, and Donnie was him and Andy, you know, conversated about him helping out Mark as far as choreography and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So then I think Andy had called Hector. Hector didn't answer the phone, and then he called me and was like, look, you know, Donnie wants to put dances with his brother. And since that we were already, the chemistry between us was already there, we kind of like, it all like kind of all fell into place. So we started rehearsing with Mark right then and there in the, in the late 80, 89. Mm -hmm. So... When we went to practice, you know, I had no clue. And then Donnie came in, and I met Donnie then. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to call it Maki Maki and the Funky Bunch. And I was like, Funky Bunch? <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? 
So, you know, whatever. I was I was cool, whatever, because, you know, he was new kids on the block. They were just the big, they were rising stars, man. It was, like, close to, like, they were just superstars. Oh, yeah. So I was like, hey, this is going to go somewhere. I'm cool. I'm down. I lend him my talent, man. So we started choreographing, and then, boom. You know, lo and behold, we met Jimmy Iovine, who just started Interscope Records. So we were kind of the first to sign the Interscope. Interscope was just a small label at the time, and uh, it was us and Rico Suave. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we we kind of catapulted the Interscope family into uh, the forefront. Hey, welcome back to Club MTV and our first performance today is from a very special person indeed. And standing next to me, I've got, uh, 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 i got Donnie here from New Kids on the Block. You're here for a big reason, right? Oh, yeah. Well, this is the television premiere of my little brother, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, and this is a record that I produced called Good Vibrations, featuring Lolita Holloway. So, you know, we're going to debut it right here on Club MTV. Okay, let's kick it. Good Vibrations, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. So, where did uh, Scotty G come from? Did, did you have that nickname previous, or did that come about with everything else? Uh, I think it just came with the territory. Yeah. <laughs> because we were, you know, Marky Mark had a name, so he was just, we were just sitting around, and then we started calling each other. And, and my last name is Scott. My last name is Ross. So I had two first names, and they kept saying, Yo, Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. So, you know, Mark being from Boston, you know, with a lot of Irish background, you know, you know they, call, they, they don't call they call him Scotty. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was Scotty, and they just do G on top. And everyone says, so how, what's the G stand for? I said, well, I could do this Fred Sanford thing and say, the G stands for gifted. The G stands for whatever you want it to be. <laughs> but it was really, I stuck with gifted, so Scott G meant gifted. Very nice. That's how it came about. We had all nicknames. Texas the Booty Inspector, Andy Ashy Ace, we had DJT, you know, we had, we were just, we were just a funky bunch, but we had nicknames for each other, so we were like brothers out there on the road, man, so it was really fun. Nice. And uh, so the debut album, Music for the People, dropped uh, July 23rd, 1991, made it to the number one spot on the uh, the Billboard Heat Seekers chart, and, and I, it went yeah. as high as 21 on the Billboard 200. So that was a, that was a platinum yeah. record for you guys. Yeah, it was hot, man, but you know what's funny? I, I thought the vibration was okay, you know, when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, it's a cool song, you know, I was coming from the R&B background, you know, I was like, man, you know, I'm listening to real rap, you know, all that stuff, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it just it just hit, and I was like, the vibration? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, when I first heard it on the radio, bro, we pulled over and we looked at each other like, what? <laughs> so, it, that, at that moment, it was like a pebble drop in the pond, we knew it was going to grow. Yeah. So, you know, and, and Donnie was just a mastermind behind it all, man, because... He was just in the right place, right time, but he just was a genius putting everything together, man. So he he's just not a new kid on the block or on the Blue Bloods, man. Donnie's just an intricate part of, of assembling real good talent, you know. Mm-hmm. Mock did his thing because when he, you know, everyone does, Mock still raps today. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> he can still throw down. But the thing is, he's when he was up there, man, he just made sure he did what his part was and he made it 110%, you know what I mean? Yep. To this day, I'm like, man, we might get the call when we're 50 <laughs> to go through Good Vibrations one time, because I think everyone would want to see that Good Vibrations play and stuff, though. But, you know, I keep playing every time I'm at a wedding or somewhere, people play, and like, hey, we got Scotty G, you know, and they play the Good Vibrations. I'm like, man, am I an old, old fossil? <laughs> but, but it's so awesome because that's something I have for the rest of my life, you know what I mean? So as sure. I look in the studio that I'm in now, 
I look at the platinum records we have from even Wildside. When we did Wildside, the Lou Reed mixing in, man, that also took off, you know? Yeah. We had a fun time, man. Yeah, Good Vibrations, number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, Wildside went to number 10. Now, did you ever get to meet Lou Reed? No, no. Let's do that. We basically, us, we basically were in the studio when we were needed to be in the studio. Mark did a lot of the studio work. Mm-hmm. And Donnie's the one that kind of like sampled all that stuff. So it, the clearance wise, I don't know. Maybe Donnie may have. I have no idea. But as far as like the vibrations with Lolita Holloway, yeah, we met her, and she did a couple of shows with her. Man, you know, she passed away. God rest her soul, man. But she was, she loved watching us dance. She's like, I love watching you guys dance. You guys <laughs> dance like man, like you're walking on air. <laughs> she was just awesome, man. Yeah, she was a very accomplished uh, gospel and soul and R&B singer for, for a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, man, you know, with the good vibrations and the whole Mark Wahlberg thing and what they're doing now with Wahlbergers, and it's just a transformation that's just amazing how it went from point A to point B and all the way to Z, bro. Oh, yeah. And to watch it and be a part of it and see that it's history, that's just something that is, is, is a blessing for me, especially. To be on your show, bro. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the, the video for Good Vibrations, what, what was that like, that experience? That was my first major video ever with Scott Calvert. He passed away, too. Right? Yeah, man, it was my first video, and it was like we had water. It was like he had water in his van and building. He's like, you guys have a dance in the water. I'm like, dance in the water? <laughs> so, we had these jumpsuits on, and it's like, really, there's like water and dirt and gravel so we danced in that water like it was nobody's business because we knew that we had to turn it up yeah so we're flipping in the water we're kicking up the water we're sliding on the water bro we just turned that video out <laughs> i remember we got the best dance video award or video somewhere on um i think it was uh american music awards i believe was it the we na- got nominated or something i forget yeah 1992 american music award was it yeah, I think uh, I think you guys were nominated for best best new hip hop act as well. Did you did you get to attend that ceremony? Yes, I was. We were sitting behind Van Halen, which I, I met him. He's awesome. Oh, nice. <laughs> we were sitting up in the in the, in the section with all the people who were uh, nominated, I guess. And yeah, man, it was. It's like it, people who get in the music business. That it's so small when you're in it, mm-hmm. you're doing things, and you, it's just a small world after that, bro. It's huge to those who want to get into it, but once you're in it, it's so very small. Hmm. Everybody knows each other. Let me just ask you, what what was that whole experience like? Do you, can you can you take us back to the American Music Awards? The, the, did you get the red carpet treatment and everything? Well, dude, it's like everything's a blur a little bit because we we used to get on planes twice a day, bro. I'm telling <laughs> you, it was like it was like we were performing in New York, and then we had to be in Cleveland for the show. Wow, you know what I'm saying. So it was like, okay, we're done with this. We actually did MTV, and then we had to go to, I think it was Chicago, Cleveland. We had to get on the plane the same day. So it was like, okay, show, 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 change, change, change. No time. So we had outfits already picked out that we had to jump on the plane for. And then we would, like, say um, we would have to do a television performance, and then because our touring was at the same time. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we had to go do television stuff and then at the same time jump back on the plane and go catch up with the tour bus and the band and stuff like that and then sound check and then do the show and then get on the tour bus and go to different... So we toured Europe with New Kids on the Block for the first run of it and then we toured over the United States for a couple of years here. And then we went back to UK and back over here. 
So, and, and there was no internet, bro. So it was harder for everyone to get to see what we were about and how we, we did our thing. But, you know, I think if we had internet back then, it might have been a little easier to uh, do things. Sure. Bro, it was so fun with the red carpet, though, too, you know, shaking hands, everyone screaming, taking pictures, you know. I don't know, it's, it's a certain kind of high you have, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, and it's nervousness at the same time, you don't want to make any mistakes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially being on our city hall, that was crazy. Performing Good Vibrations, are you ready for it? <laughs> From their debut album, Music for the People, this is... A... <laughs> Mark and the funky bars. That's my first time on that. I was scared. I don't know, man. As soon as that curtain went up, the, the thing went up, I was like, oh, you can't mess up. This is live television. <laughs> yeah, you know, on this on this podcast here, we talk a lot about television shows. And, uh, yeah, due to the success of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, you got to be on a lot of them. So, yeah, what, what was that like? Ar- Arsenio Hall was such a big show back then. So what was that yeah, experience yeah. like? Man, it was a good experience, man. I get, you know, shaking his hands like shaking some dude with, like, long fingers. He had <laughs> longest hands known to man. So. <laughs> and also I met Oprah. You know, she was very nice. Wow. Because I know he was cool, showing us his car. <laughs> and, and, and who else? We were on different shows. We, uh, I don't, Ellen wasn't out then. I mean, but I would love to have done her show because we'd have ripped that one. Yeah. Well, you were on The Tonight Show, right? Yep. We were on Tonight Show. We were on um, Oprah. We were on Jay Leno. Yeah, Jay Leno, Tonight Show. And we were on um, Arsenio. We did a bunch of TV shows, like, overseas, like, for the BBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Smash Hits or something like that. And then we we did a lot of things in between, but I don't remember them all. You'll be performing at the Palladium in Hollywood on February 14th. This is new CD, you got to believe. Tonight he'll be joined by his brother, Donnie Wahlberg. And you know, from New Kids on the Block, please welcome Marky Mark and the Funky Mind. I mean, we were, we were all over the place, man. I guess so. But I was in, what, 19 at the time? 19 going on 20. So I had a lot of, you know, no kids, nothing. So I was just fresh out of high school, looking to do something, kept dancing for a year or two, trying to find my niche, and then boom, opportunity came and I jumped in it. Yeah, that's amazing. So what was your touring schedule like? So we would tour for like three months straight. And then we have like two weeks, maybe almost half a month off, and then tour for three more months. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the tour would be from... We would hit we would hit Mass last, so we would start on the West Coast and work our way towards over here, mm-hmm. and then we would have to. Oh wait, we went to uh, South America too, a couple times. So, I mean, it was all we were all over the place. I could, I could tell you places we've been that got docked for half hour. <laughs> <laughs> the places that were just like I was like, man, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's just it, it was crazy. Remember, the back then there was no communication except for a cell phone, and you didn't have a cell phone yet. We had Sky Pages. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. We didn't have the cell phones. We had to get out and go find a pay phone and make phone calls. So somebody beat me. Yeah, this one's beating me. Somebody go make a call. <laughs> so back then it wasn't as uh, connected as we are now. Sure. But the, the touring was great, man. You know, if I could put everybody in my pocket, show me, show everybody what I was doing and how how it was so exciting when you 
The biggest reward, I think, is when you everyone's there to watch you perform. And you hear the crowd assembling outside the curtains. You hear everyone talking. You're excited. Everyone's waiting for that two drumsticks to click together. Click, click, <laughs> boom. And everyone's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's that rush. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, in fact, uh, I, I was looking on YouTube. There's, there's a lot of your performances on uh, on YouTube, you know, the uh, the early stuff. In fact, there's even an appearance from you guys on uh, Channel 7 in Boston, WHDH. Ready to go? I, I think so. It's like your first your first appearance ever. It's like you guys were all, you guys must have all been yeah, yeah, 19. Yeah, yeah, we had like brown outfits on or something like that, like jumpsuits or uh, farmer jeans or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called, oh no, RTG, ready to go. That's what we did. Yeah, yeah. RTG. Relief here. We have with us Marky Mark and the Oh, God, this must be a riot for you guys. First of all, why don't you uh, introduce yourselves, tell us how old you are, and uh, where is your favorite place to hang out in Boston? Um, my name is Mark Wahlberg. Um, <laughs> I hang out in um, Savin Hill, Dorchester Ave. I see a lot of people from Dorchester here today. Dorchester in the house. Okay, next. And I'm Scott Ross, and my name is uh, Scotty G. <laughs> <laughs> and I like to hang out with myself because that's the best person to hang with, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I just have to say, I feel like the luckiest girl in the world because I know that every single person in this studio audience and at home would like to be right where I am. Yeah, we did that. That was our first song. It had a, oh yeah, life goes on. It had that in it. Oh yeah. It was it was awesome. I mean, that's our first record we did, but it wasn't on Interscope or anything like that. Yeah. I think that's when Donnie must have been shopping for a deal at the time. And I remember we did that show, and then, dude, right after that show, the next day or so, we were all the way in Los Angeles. Wow. We went all the way to Los Angeles, and we opened up some new kids out there, and Bobby Brown was there. It was awesome, bro. So it was it was an experience. And I'd never been on a plane before before that. So mm-hmm. my first ride was all the way to L.A., and it was six hours. So I'm like, I'm on a plane for six hours? <laughs> I've never been on a plane. So six hours on a plane, brother. Crazy. So did you stay, like, connected with any local groups in the uh, in the area? Because you, you pretty much stayed Boston area throughout all of this, right? Yeah, yeah. I stayed in Boston for majority of this, and I connected with... You know, a few of my guys that I used to be uh, singing with before. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as, as the Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark thing started dying down a little bit, I started getting into, like, more music management and stuff. So then I, you know, I started managing artists around the Bedford area and around uh, Bristol County area. And my first artist I started working with was Harold Lima. He was in a group called Natural High. And Natural High was A.J. Tavares, Greg Wanza, and... Uh, Truman Lee, and they were from North Carolina. So, you know, how ended up being in the group called LFO out of um, Orlando. Mm-hmm. So I started my management with him down there. So I moved to Florida, and I was down there for six six years after that. And LFO was so, pretty big. Yeah, LFO, light funky ones, man. You know, and uh, it, it was that was another experience because it was, I wasn't the artist. I wasn't on stage. I was more or less creating behind the scenes and choreographing the girls who were dancing with them and getting to know uh, different people in the Transcon family and stuff like that. 
Transcon is uh, Luke Perlman's record label that he had down there with Backstreet Boys, NSYNC. Oh, yeah. And uh, Telephone was part of that, too. So the Funky Bunch disbanded pretty much, what, like 1993? Uh, yeah, 93, 94. We still were doing little things here and there, but then we we didn't get together after that, as far as the Funky Bunch themselves. Because, you know, I think at the time we didn't have the resources we needed to do our own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we weren't the focus point of, you know, the Mark, Mark Funky Bunch was really Mark was the main person. So we didn't kind of make our way to branch off and do something ourselves. Yeah. We should have, but at the time we were just, you know, 19, 20, by that 22, and we still was, you know, didn't have the, the guidance and direction. Had I known what I know now, my God, brother, but it worked different. <laughs> yeah, but that's with anything, you know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, But the the door always kind of seems open of the Funky Bunch getting back together. You know, I, I remember, uh, was it 2013, the, was it the concert for Boston? I think it was the Benefit concert for Boston when uh, there was talk about Mark uh, getting everybody back together. I was the best. No, I... <laughs> Actually, you know what? There may be a time and a place for it. It would have to make sense. Uh, there was talk. I, I kind of was asked on the spot when they were doing this uh, concert in Boston for the marathon victims, and they were like, would you perform? And I said, absolutely. There isn't anything I wouldn't do to try to boost people's spirits and raise money for you know, those victims and their families. But they said, would you perform with the Funky Bunch? And so I said, yes. So it became this whole big thing. It was all over the papers in Boston, and the Funky Bunch was calling me. They were rehearsing and all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't go because I'm shooting a movie. You know, I can't tell Michael Bay, hey, look, I got to go do Good Vibrations. You know, what? The... <laughs> He's going to be like, do it on the spaceship. But, um, but, you know, maybe the right time and the right thing for, you know, either for a good cause or for fun. Yeah, we've, we've, we talked about it. Mark talked to... Us about it, but it was more like he was on a set doing Transformers and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So he, he was committed to doing and finishing his movie. He just couldn't drop it and leave. Yeah. So we understood that. You know what I'm saying? We understood what his his commitment was. So, but you know, he knew we were rehearsing. <laughs> yeah. He said, "We know what? Let's let's figure out something real quick, just in case." Mark says, "You know, I'm coming in town. Let's just knock this out." So we were prepared anyway. But it didn't happen. You know, he was up front saying, look, dude, I can't do it because I got to, uh, you know, do this movie. So we understood that part. Oh, sure. And it's tragic for the tragedy that it wasn't. And he also did an awesome movie for it. Yeah. So he contributed his time and his money to get something that needed to be said. And, uh, and it came across. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I heard it was really awesome. I haven't seen it yet. But, you know, I think that's what he focused on as far as giving back to, you know, his community by trying to share and show people that how devastating that was. Now, in the in the meantime, though, have you stayed close with all of the other members of the Funky Bunch? Yeah, yep. Andy, Andy's been with Mark. He's always traveling with Mark, so he's doing his own production, something like that. He's just been in and out. He's acting. He's been in a couple of movies, man. He's a, he's my big bro, man. He does he does really good in everything he's been doing. So he's the one that brought me into the whole Funky Bunch thing. Nice. I appreciate Andy for that. Going back, you know. Mm-hmm. Plus he knew I could dance, so he, you know, he, he had to pick me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he knew I was dealt with it, so okay. Uh, Hex, Hex, um, Hex is—he's been working. He got a, a brand new baby boy. He's just been working, man. You know, he's—he hasn't done a lot with music at all. Yeah, he's just been focusing on his family and stuff, which is good. Terry's just been <clears throat> working. 
you know, doing the same thing, taking care of his family. But yeah, they, you know, the guys are doing excellent, man. You know, they're still living their life, they're still kicking, doing their thing. All right, so let's talk a little bit about what you're doing today. You got a couple of dance studios. You manage a couple bands. Can you can you talk a little bit about what you're up to? Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm in the studio in Dream Cape Cod. Dream Cape Cod. Dream Studios Cape Cod is a dance studio where we teach singing, dancing, acting. You know, I basically train the kids here to you know basically do whatever they want to do about dancing and singing and stuff. And uh, we have a full recording studio in here too as well. So I come, I bring my bands in here and we record songs and. You know, I've been shopping them around the labels and whatnot, mm-hmm. and I've been doing that for a couple of years now. Uh, we also have another facility in Wareham. It's, we just opened that a couple of months ago, which is doing pretty good. The kids there are just, it's so different from each community. Kids are all different. It's, it's, but it's cool and it's weird at the same time. You think kids are all the same, but no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> certain communities have certain kids, certain other communities have certain other kids, which is a good thing because it's cultural. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting best of both worlds. I love all the kids that come in here. They all have stories and whatnot. It's been it's amazing because although, you know, I, I could tell them, you know, I was on Rocky Mountain, like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? I could tell them, I've been here and there, and who's Arsenio? <laughs> you know, I could tell them all that. If I say, if I say Ellen, they're like, oh, Ellen, Ellen. <laughs> so I'm the old school guy trying to tell these kids that, you know, dream, that's why we named it Dream, to keep dreaming and keep your dreams in the forefront of your head because... That's what you're about. If we didn't have a dream or we didn't have any idea of what we wanted to do, we would just be a stagnant nation, across the nation. So when you want to do something, do it 100%. You know? That's what I tell the kids. And back on what I'm doing with the kids is like, you know, I put bands together. Right now I have a group called The Rave. They're four guys. They play their instruments, and they got a pop sound. So they're kind of like Bruno Mars meets Chris Brown type vibe. Some guys play their own instruments, do that. They just been killing it, so I'm excited about them. I have a five girl group, kind of like um, there's nobody like them though. Premonition is their name. They're uh, they're like sisters now. I put them all together, and they you know they get along. They fight once in a while, but that's sisters. They always <laughs> fight over little things, but they're getting looked at by certain people. So I'm you know I'm happy about them in 2017. <laughs> Amazing. It, it makes me feel accomplished because I, just, I feel like the formula never never faded away as far as how you work a group. Mm-hmm. I learned from Donnie. I learned from Mark. I learned from Michael Bivens, who I work with. He's, he's just he's another amazing dude. Michael Bivens of BBD. Like, I listen to their direction. I listen to what they say because they've been in it so long. 
They're very accomplished artists as well as actors. So, you know, I'm a part of that world. You know, in the Boston-based world, I mean, I think Boston's a trendsetter because you look at all the bands that ever came out of here, man, they're still working to this day, mm-hmm. touring hits after hits after hits. So, you know, I'm hoping it comes back around full circle, which is my name and my company. Nice. <laughs> Hope it comes back around full circle. That way, you know, East Coast gets another shot at being on the top. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen some videos of your bands, and uh, yeah, they can sing, that's for sure. Thank you. Yeah, you got to go to www.premonition.com, P-R-E-M-I-N-I-S-H-U-N.com, and the rave, the well, South Shore rave, because we didn't shrink it down yet. You're going to get rid of South Shore, but you can still check them out on www.southshorerave.com. Awesome. You know, one thing I, I do have to mention, <laughs> and this was this just shows how big you guys were, in uh, in, 19, in 1991, 1992, you guys had your own video game. Yes, Sega Genesis. That was awesome. <laughs> Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch make my video. This guy is a serious musician. This video should be tough. Make my video. Make my video. Okay, dude, you're on Make My Video. Tell us how Marky should make his mark. I want to see some power shots. Let's see him box. And some muscle shots. But cut out that mushy sex stuff. This boy is in training. Make, make, my, 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 my video. <laughs> so, what was that? I tried to play that, bro. I tried to play it, but I was not good at it. I, was, I, I didn't understand it, why they did it that way. You know what I mean? Like, this is new, but it's weird. It was a weird game. In fact, you know, and that's nothing against you guys, but it was, it got terrible reviews. <laughs> It was a weird, weird game. You had to edit your videos together in a certain way, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I never got it. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, but it was cool that we did have one. Yeah. And it was like it was. It was just. I'm like, oh, I'm on a video game. That's cool. But it, we didn't. I didn't know about it until after it was all done. So that they that goes to show you we weren't really part of the Bush Gate part. We didn't know anything. We just seen, hey, you guys have a home video. Oh, that's cool. Hey, you guys on Sega Genesis. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) So we were just basically riding with the ship. Yeah. Which was was cool, but we should have been a little smarter than that and had a little bit more representation just for us. Mm -hmm. Awkward you had is, but we didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? We were just like, whatever, we're dancers, we're rappers when we need to be, we are throw your hands in the air when we want to be, we are backflippers. We were the background with this guy, which we didn't care because it was it was either you do it or we get something else too. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So we did it and we stuck it out, and but we became best friends. You know what I'm saying? So hey, I wouldn't change it for the world at all. Something okay. I can always say, you know what? I took a chance. It was fun, which gives me a different mindset than most people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've seen it all. You've been through it all. You know, at such a young age. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to this day, like you know. I, I try to explain to my groups. They get it. And everything I've told them that will happen, does. Yeah. They're like, okay, this dude knows. And then, you know, I'm trying to gear them up for the industry because it ain't, it's not a pretty thing. But it could be such a beautiful thing if you do it right. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, the internet's killed all that. All of it. You know? You can download stuff for free or you can pirate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's a very, very hard business at this point. Back then... We didn't have internet, which could have been, which I think was a blessing because we were selling records because you had to go buy it to get it. Yeah, yeah. So so much different now. Different different landscape, that's for sure. Absolutely. 
And you, you know, you doing your podcast, bro, that is awesome. I want to learn how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. If I can do it, anybody can do it, that's for sure. So you're very intelligent, my friend. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. You're very <laughs> intelligent. You know what you're doing. You're very, very smart. And it goes to show you, like, you know, that this, this program you have, it reaches everyone. It reaches different people, you know, and you, you give them different aspects of what they talk about and what they need to know. Hey, that's awesome. Oh, thanks. Well, yeah, yeah, that's just the medium now, you know, that's podcasting is great because it's just, uh, it's free, you know, that's the thing to make it work. It's hard to monetize. Uh, we certainly don't monetize this, but you know, it's, yeah. uh, it, it does reach that worldwide audience cause it's free, you know? Yeah. But some, some, sooner or later, you know, uh, you know, I think that this world that we're in, I mean, I think it's either going to get better or it's going to get worse. So right now it's all about the children for me. That's great. Giving them hope, giving them, you know, Things to not worry about so much being so young and so, I would say a little naive and things, but some of these kids are smart as heck, bro. <laughs> I mean, they Google their teacher. <laughs> uh, you, want, you want to know something? Google it. You want to learn how to put things together? YouTube it. <laughs> yep, it's true. Yeah. It's true. But it doesn't teach you how to be a human being, though. It doesn't teach you how to do the right things. It doesn't. So, be careful. <laughs> anyway, on a happy note, Christmas is over. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's is rolling in to 2017. I got big plans. I mean, I'm trying to do as much as I can in 2017. Well, you're calling from the studio right now, so you're you're definitely busy. Yeah, yep. I had to upload some uh, music. For, speaking of internet, I had to upload a girls and the boys songs free for on a uh, it's on uh, their Facebook page. No, actually, it's on my Facebook page. So, because I have more fans than they do, it's just weird because I tell them all the time, look. Social media is your friend. Get up there, start adding people to your social media. Yeah, I have more than them, so <laughs> I use my uh, my Facebook to promote sometimes more than than theirs because I got more people on my and then sharing it. So I just put free downloads of uh, one of the girls and one of the boys' songs up there. So people, I'm um, seeing it now. People are like, "Ooh, great! Download it! Download it!" <laughs> so hey, have fun. So do you find that you still have a lot of fans from the uh, the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch days? You got a lot of new kids on the block fans oh, yeah. and everything? Oh, yeah. That's why I thought maybe I should do a radio thing, because if I was to tap into that whole thing again and play records from the past, I would get followed. Yeah. Just because. But I don't know how to do it. Teach me. It's easy. It's easy. <laughs> and plus, 90s nostalgia is huge right now. Yeah, but see, what I want to do, Scott, is just, I want to make it a radio station. I thought podcast is great, but yeah. I want to kind of be able to, like, live it, stream it too, mm -hmm. and be able to be live. So I researched it, and I'm like, hmm, so it takes this much money to make this a real full-fledged radio station. Yeah. I know how to do it, but I don't know how to do it. That makes sense? <laughs> and, then, and then there's, like, too many hats, bro. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh, I don't want to take another thing. That means they got to put time into it, so. Yeah. It's tough. I'm going to have to just, you know, outsource you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you ever need an announcer, let me know. Hey, bro. Come on, man. We can do the podcast and something else. <laughs> uh, any voiceover work you got for me, let me know. Hit me up. Yeah, your voice is awesome on the radio. <laughs> I, uh, I sound like a five-year-old. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. But you got the perfect voice for it, man. You got that, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I can change it up, but I can't do it like that, you know? Uh, uh, you got that. Oh, thanks, man. So, so what's the plan for uh, you in 2017? Uh, 2017? Well, I mean, just, just keeping busy. I think, well, 
this is the the first episode of 2017 we're recording right here. Oh, awesome, man! Nice way to shoot it off. Yeah, we're start we're starting the year big with an international superstar, so that's good. Thank you, thank you very much. Hmm. I wonder if I should try to find Andy and get Andy on the phone. Like Andy, what's up, man? It's another funky bunch of members. Everybody on the phone. <laughs> we'll do a part two. Yes, yeah, part two. I will have all the funky bunch members on the phone. Mark my words. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, in time. <laughs> we'll get some more tour stories. Sounds good. And have jump on the phone. <laughs> All right, and that'll pretty much do it for this episode of Hitting Play. As always, you can email us with your comments, suggestions, any good vibrations you got, whatever you got for us at hittingplayshow at gmail.com, or you can talk to us on Twitter at Hitting Play. Now, Scotty G, do you have anything you want to plug? Where, where can we find some of your good work? Well, you can find some of my good work at www.mrmr.com. Scott Ross, S-C-O-T-T-R-O-S-S dot com. That's my biography. That's where um, you can see my background. Uh, my groups are Premonition, spelled P-R-E-M-I-N-I-S-H-U-N dot com. Find them, their girl group. And my guys are The Rave. Uh, they changed their name from South Shore Rave to The Rave, but they're still under the www.southshorerave.com. We didn't transform it yet. So come looking for us for 2017, man. It's going to be a great year. God bless you guys. God bless you, Scott. Thank you very much for having me on this radio station, bro. This podcast is going to be the bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much. Thank you for your optimism. I appreciate that. Got that, bro. (laughs) For listeners, if you listen to us on iTunes, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. Uh, For Android users, we're available to stream in or download on Stitcher. You can find us on TuneIn Radio and the Google Play Music app. Well, we have been Scotty G and Scott. This has been Hitting Play. Thank you so much for listening. It's a good vibration. Come on, come on, come on. It's a sweet sensation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man.